Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show about our current world and everything within it. And I don't know why I'm still saying our current world, just our world. It's just our world. That's the state of things. Uh, well, I'm Biz Paul. I'm here in the UK and I'm joined. She's still in Florida, would you believe? I think. She's still in the RV anyway. It's Felicia Jones. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm doing all right, actually. I'm doing all right. Uh, the, the world is a little interesting these days. So I'm in Naples, Florida now. And um, Naples, Florida is very different than Tampa. It's a lot of money down here and a lot of gated communities. Okay, so um, it's it's in the south of the sticky outfit, yeah? Yeah, we're on the Gulf side, uh, the Gulf of Mexico side um, of Florida. We're kind of getting closer to the former presidents of the United States, you know, <laughs> stomping grounds. Oh, careful. Yeah, you can kind of see traces of it around town. Okay. <laughs> lots How of flags. So? Lots, oh, lots are there? Flags. Okay. Which yeah. flags? Oh, all of them. <laughs> the right one or the the not the wrong one? All all of the all of the flags. We all have, of the flags. Wow. We have the Confederate flags. We have the mm -hmm. Trump flags. We have oh. Blue Lives Matter flags. Red Lives Matter flags. Green Lives Matter flags. All those matters flags. Yeah. No Black Lives Matter flags, in Do case not, anybody not was wondering. There. No, no. <laughs> um, but everybody's behind a gated community, and you can kind of just tell that um, you, I, you can tell where the politicians in Florida come to politic. Right. <laughs> yeah. So th these gated communities, I think they're more common there than they are here. So these are just sort of private estates where there are several houses, but they're all like fenced in. Yeah, I I mean, there are a couple of gated communities where I live in Colorado, but here is literally every community is gated except for apartment complexes. So and that doesn't that can't do much for like a sense of community, especially, can it? Well, I mean, I guess the people inside the gates have a community, but it's very uh, clear who they don't want to be yeah. in the community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Have you been kayaking anywhere around Naples? Does Naples allow for that? Um, yes, there, there's actually quite a bit of places we can go kayaking. We have not gone yet because, uh, we, you know, it takes a little bit just to get situated in the new community that we're in. Oh. But we did go drive around and a lot of beaches around here. So it kind of reminds me of Daytona. Um, uh, I, you've never been to Daytona Beach, so you don't mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of spring break in, in like Daytona or like Galveston and South Texas. Um, it looks kind of run down. Everybody's just a little too old, a little too drunk, you know. <laughs> Sounds delightful. Y yeah, it's, it's where you go to just hang out with your bros. There you okay. Go. Yeah. Excellent. You would probably like it, so you, sh you should come visit. Uh, sh sure. I mean, like, uh, I, I guess. Well, we're allowed in from November the 8th. Yes, you should come. We will be here in November, so you should you should come visit before we take off. I think I might because things are going a little bit uh, pear-shaped here on, on all fronts. I've, I've got to tell you, the virus numbers are escalating some, somewhat. We've got, we've got it all here, okay. uh, but uh, we're not to talk about it because it doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, it it kind of doesn't. doesn't seem like any... I won't say that no one cares. It's just at some point the world seems to just be moving on and you have to decide if you're going to be a part of it. And I think mm. we've talked about this so much last year. It's literally like the hunger games. You're on your own to figure this out. Yeah. But 
I mean, but we got huge stadiums full of people going places. Um, you know, in my in my job, you know, I go and research events, and they, I, the number of events that I see that are looking for speakers right now is crazy, just in the month of October. So all the big events are coming back next year. Uh, so it's if if you're not prepared for the world to open, it's it's pretty much done and open now. Yeah, you will get left behind, won't you? I yes. had lunch today out um, with a colleague in a place and it was really warm in there because it's a bit cold here at the moment it was really warm in there and the first thing I noticed was how well how warm it is because I'm not used to warm because we're supposed to be opening the windows everywhere (laughs) Uh, and in my office the windows are open all the time much to the annoyance of my team Um, (laughs) but but it was really warm in there and there were no windows and I did think "Mm, it's a bit busy it's not there's not much air in here yeah this might be the moment i get it yeah i have um i at this point i'm not doing indoor restaurants for a while i've I've always enjoyed sitting outside so it's been nice um i have been i went to like a regular restaurant and sat outside looked at the water so that's been my requirement if i need to be outside i need to be looking at water and I don't need a lot of people around me. So it's been kind of cool doing that. And I also realized that if you were in Florida or an area where you have beach access, I think the pandemic looked very different for yeah. uh, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some uh, logic in, in being a bit more mobile, like your good selves, where you sort of go further south just to, just to keep the temperature constant mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy the outside. But do you know what I was? One of the things I was thinking earlier. I actually feel like I'm in Groundhog Day now. Like it must be. <laughs> it must be really boring for like listeners of this show to listen to us like talk about bloody COVID because it like this year. Like there's more. There's more virus around in Britain. I think this year than there was last year, or certainly in terms of numbers that are yeah. being reported. And it's like. Whew, Really, we're we're still here. Like we're talking about fire breaks and what's happening at Christmas, and it's like, yeah, hmm. well, it's not going anywhere. I I predict we're going to be talking about this for at least it's going to dominate the conversation for a few more years. But I, I'm kind of curious after next year, like big big concerts are back, like full force of yeah. everything is back to normal or yeah. whatever before in the beginning times. So I, I'm. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what to think about it. But the other thing that no one really wants to talk about is, you know, this supply chain issue. Um, I went to the, you know, I went to the grocery store over the weekend, and it is inflation is. Oh my goodness, it's so offensive to see the cost <laughs> of apples, <laughs> like and cheese. Like I'm like offended. Like the prices are so high, and you know. <laughs> You know, I've been buying groceries for a long time and, you know, I I don't necessarily take a list, but I kind of know like the amount of stuff in the basket is not equating to what is on the little screen that I owe. Mm. Uh, But yeah, the prices are definitely going up and it is, um, yeah, it's offensive. So so what's what's causing that where you are then? Because I mean, you say no one's talking about the supply chain here. People seem to be talking about COVID. Uh, sorry, no, they're not talking about COVID because COVID's not a thing anymore. They are talking about supply chain issues and the fact that we can't get any, we can't get anything in from yep. overseas because of Brexit. Um, but then the the Brexiters will tell us, 
Well, it's not Brexit because the whole world's suffering from it. So, so what is causing <laughs> it where you are? It's supply. It, I'm assuming it's not. Yeah, well, I'm assuming it's not Brexit. So what do you mean by supply chain issues? (laughs) Yes, Brexit is bothering us too. No, supply chain issues. So, um, of course, you got we have other countries that are dealing with COVID that don't have, you know, the big wallets that we do to just throw, you know, um, you know, throw the medical companies onto it. So we have those issues. I think there are still issues in all some of these shipping places of how to get things in safer. We have workers, Uh, we don't have enough workers, we don't have enough truck drivers, we don't have enough stalkers, we don't have enough of everything that they're saying, but everybody is complaining, saying people are lazy, they don't wanna work, but nobody wants to just admit that 700,000 people are just dead. (laughs) And nobody wants to say any, it's like everybody tiptoes around the fact that, you know, 700,000 people are dead and they could have been part of the workforce. And then of course, some people say, Oh, it was just old people. It's like, well, you know, old people are still part of the workforce. You know, these were the grandparents that took care of the kids and, you know, that still worked and stuff. So it's a domino effect of everything. That is an interesting angle, which I hadn't thought of the idea that, that the older people are part of the workforce because you're right. Absolutely. Plenty of grandparents take care of their, grandchildren whilst the parents go off to work and the impact of them not being able to do that because they're not there must well, be yeah it makes a difference and you know let's just it say does. if one you know one of your parents dies and guess what you have to go take care of them which is the domino effect of who how when how are we going to do all of this so um but yeah nobody really wants to talk about the fact that seven hundred thousand people are just not part of the world right now or okay. at least here in the United States, in the United States. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose that's happening everywhere, isn't it? But yeah. so let me just let me just get this straight in my own head, because this actually helps me with uh, conversations with various family members and uh, general people. <laughs> but so would you say that the American supply chain is or, or, or was reliant heavily on foreign workers and imports from other nations that are now struggling with uh COVID? You know, I don't know. I can't really give you, and there's a dog in the background, if you all hear that. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you have the it's windows It's your open. dog. It's your dog, though, No, right? it's a oh. neighbor's dog. Yeah, the windows oh. are open. Okay. Because uh, it's 90 degrees here. <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I don't know how dependent we are on foreign goods. I know we're dependent on a lot of things, foreign goods. And if I had to say, we're probably... 50 50 here in the United States, just my rough guess that we need things from different countries, especially, you know, all these fruits and things um, that we get and all these other supplies, but we can also grow a lot of stuff here. Um, So it kind of helps. Yeah. Uh, It it helps us be able to get our own stuff and, you know, use what we have. So you're very lucky. You're very (laughs) lucky in that, in that sense, you've got every possible, climate i guess over your 50 different countries that are part of the us so yes we do considering that right now i feel like i'm sitting in the middle of a jungle <laughs> and it, it just surprises me i mean there are palm trees there are plants i've never seen before except for on television here and then i'm thinking about colorado like okay it is not like this at home but this is just right. you know what three thousand miles away but yeah we have all the climates we can grow all the things and and even just in the grocery store, some of the things that I'm used to, like I get avocados and, you know, tortillas. Um, this is not a Mexican food state. 
uh, it's definitely Cuban uh, and Caribbean food. So all the things that I usually like, of course, one, the price is higher, you know, to get those things. And I'm slowly realizing I'm going to have to adjust to what is kind of popular here. So I don't spend so much money at the store, yeah. but um, and then plus it also helps that, you know, we, I guess we're still very tied to Mexico and Canada and some of the Southern countries over here that we can still get things moving up and down, mm. you know, the continents here. So it's just, that's really fascinating then that it's the same issue, but a different, a different cause. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cause is COVID, right? Isn't the cause just really COVID for everybody? Well, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so here. I think the major. I mean, I'm going out on a limb here, but I think Brexit is our bigger problem because a lot of goods come from Europe, from mainland Europe, because you know we're just this island stuck mm -hmm. on the end of a continent, really. Uh, and while that has been helpful, as I was reminded on a YouTube video the other day about how impossible it would be to invade Britain because of where it is and uh but but most of our goods not most of our goods but a lot of our goods would come from overseas so yeah i think covid i mean covid is definitely a factor because there are delays at ports and things like that and that's interesting what you said about sanitization or cleaning or or whatever of, yeah of these these kind of things but i do think our main problem is is brexit related but i think brexit was your issue i think brexit is your issue i think covid just made it worse yeah like made it yeah. 10 times worse because because <laughs> everybody had to switch gears and focus on all this other stuff and then you never got back to figuring out okay so how are we going to deal with this and so everything mm. just makes it worse so uh you probably have a brexit and a COVID, and and you have all the problems and i still need to send you a care pack right you, you well you, whether it'll get here or not i i, I don't know you know at some <laughs> point we, we're gonna have to talk not right now but uh, maybe in a couple of weeks we're gonna have to talk about like the cop 26 summit that? because that is the climate summit that is taking place oh. in glasgow in scotland in okay. in a few weeks time but okay. it's it's where a lot of the um major countries are coming to to agree something on climate change and apparently it's not being organized very well because <laughs> it's our government in charge and sponsors are kicking off and all sorts but apparently it's not it's not being organized well at no. all and it could be it could be chaotic as well so that's not helping us either but we'll, we'll save we'll save that for another week yeah, what else we'll... is what else is going on <laughs> um there are frogs here i am not oh, a fan of the frogs me now, neither we we had a frog that was in the bedroom um uh, while we were packing up last week hey, up. He, he, that was um traumatic is, and hilarious at the same time is this a bit of cosplay going on <laughs> no <laughs> that's weird paul <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Um, I don't know what goes on in your bedroom, but no, we were not doing that. No, I th somehow a frog got inside and I was putting up my robe and next thing you know, I'm screaming. <laughs> and I quickly to ask Dustin, how are you going to get rid of this while he is screaming? It's like screaming and laughing at the same time, you know, and trying to get this frog out because you can't like smash a frog like a bug. So, uh, and, and then Aspen wants to get involved and help. So, uh, eventually we got the little frog out, but that was, um, <laughs> that was hilarious. And I can't say they're everywhere here. These little slimy creatures are everywhere here. I don't like I, frogs at all. I don't think I'm made for the, for the jungle. <laughs> I think I need to stay in the mountains. <laughs> so, uh, so that, that's the only escapades. 
-hmm. that are happening here. But I saw that one of your British singers, I don't know how popular she is, but she's gotten herself up in a tangle of blackfishing. Oh, are we yeah. talking about Jesse Nelson? Yes. You know, nobody knows who Jesse Nelson is, but she is making her name as that girl. And this is not the best way to launch a solo career. Um, it's not going well for Jesse. Is it? No, it's not, it doesn't seem to be going well that well here either, to be fair for her. I think she's got into all sorts of um, difficulties. Yeah. And, and for those of you who don't know what black fishing is, and this is a term that I'm coming to learn, but basically this is a, it is a phenomenon where you mainly have um, young white or non-black women that I, I guess take on all of the features. I call it a caricature of the features of black women, like extreme tanning, you know, butt implants, you know, lip injections, all that kind of thing. Um, so that you can, you know, do whatever it is, make money or make an album, I, I assume. So she seems as though her tan went on extremely deep and she made a song with Nicki Minaj and it was like a remake of uh, Diddy's um, Bad Boy song. And and of course, it looks like, you know, she went to the hood and got some people and um, it's kind of backfiring on her. So, okay, can we can we break down the analysis here into micro uh, segments? <laughs> would that be would that would that be okay? Yeah, this I don't is, know but, if it's going to help Jesse's career though. Well, no, and I think also uh, I think we should also maybe well, I don't I don't know, maybe you don't feel like this, but um I I have no intention of trying to destroy someone's career no. by having this conversation. Yeah, I don't think we're going to destroy it. Her career is already done. And then the other part is that the song is just bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I listened to it and I couldn't understand what she was singing. Oh, you listen. I, I, I could only take about 45 seconds and I was like, OK, this is this is horrific. Yeah. Um, and paying Nicki Minaj is not going to give you a uh, clout but i'm noticing a lot of international stars are doing that they pay Nicki minaj to go get some clout it's like it's, unfortunately Nicki minaj is having her own issues here well that famous epidemiologist Nicki minaj well that and the fact that i guess her husband is in trouble for allegedly raping somebody oh, and, no. and she is a or i guess he got he got convicted of something and she's like a, a staunch defender of him and Ooh, and has Ooh. been going after the girl, you know, so it's not, it, it, it ain't going well for Miss Minaj. No, I mean, you choose, you maybe choose who you collaborate with, you know, partly but, based on their, what's going on, I would say, sure. Yeah, but yeah, let's go ahead and break down Jesse Nelson, Well, nobody knows. Well, not break down, we don't want to break it down. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think what's interesting for this conversation is this idea of, of blackfishing, because it is a term that's relatively new. I was I was reading, you know, I can't remember exactly the person who coined it, but you know, it wasn't yeah. like coined fifteen years ago, anything like like that. So when you you mentioned about deep tanning, so there are lots of white women and men, I suppose, who like a tan, like yeah. a fake tan, and yeah, uh, and go go for it. So so I, I guess we're not saying there's anything wrong with with the, the process of tanning or, or are we? No, it's not, you know, for those, I mean, as long as you're doing it healthy, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't go burn yourself or anything well, like that. Exactly. But 
I think it's the it's the in combination with other things. So it's the deep tan plus the uh, the braids plus the accent plus you know surrounding yourself with all these other people that kind of fit the fit the character you're trying to do. Right, um, and, and the, the attitude. I think that's the problem. Yeah, I was going to say the 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 character element seems to be quite key to this idea of yeah of blackfishing, like making a character to earn money or status yeah when when that uh when the authentic version of the character if that's if that makes sense yeah. um wouldn't necessarily be able to because of yeah. prejudice and uh things like that so yeah yeah so hmm. um i don't know I mean, it just sounds like it, in and unfortunately she's not very known here and i know she's a part of some group called little mix and i only heard about them because of you and I think they Hang broke on. up. Huh? <laughs> Hang on. Let's not make out I'm some like massive fan of Little Mix, okay? No, you don't have to be a fan, but you know who they are. I, yes, I have I no idea who they were. And I think they broke up last year or something like that because she was being bullied in the media. But it's like, so you, you see all this bullying and then you kind of do some things that don't help. And I, I wish a lot of these artists, and I know a lot of people want to be famous and stuff like that. I wish they would have people around them that would say, you know what, you this may be problematic. So let's yeah. just, you know, just, you know, that one person that you don't want to hear about on your team, but it's like, you know what, don't be surprised if they come for you. And some of the uh, music critics have started dragging her basically. Um, NPR, one of the, you know, big, uh, public news stations here. Uh, they said one of the issues is that, you know, at the end of the day, she's just boring and tried to grab a lot, you know, you, you try to put all these things together and you just don't make good music. So um, mm. this is a very unfortunate way of how to be popular. And it sounds like she left her group because of trauma issues, you know, mental health. And I'm pretty certain this ain't, this ain't helping it. So <sighs> you know what? Get get better people around you and your team that can maybe talk you through some of the decisions you're about to make with your brand. Mm. I often think that when when it's a you know the the star is the center of attention, mm -hmm. and the star has an ego and has people there to say yes to them, and often stars will get rid of that person who's saying, "Hmm, I'm not sure this is such a great idea because it's well, not what they want to hear." But you're right. Like sometimes you need someone to 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 say. What well, I can't understand, right? So she comes from Essex, which is not very hood-like, as far as uh, I can see from any time I've been in in Essex. But you know, fair <laughs> enough. I don't I don't know what her experience is, and and her experience is valid. And I know that she said that she really appreciates black music, and that's what she grew up with, and that's what she loves. Fair enough. Not a problem. Apart from the fact that yeah. the the music is a bit shit. Um, <laughs> Well, her music is. is her music yeah 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 yeah, yeah. her music not, not black music her music <laughs> is, is a bit shit <laughs> i could i almost did an impression then but i won't uh, because it would be uh, probably slightly better anyway um i've missed my, I've, I've totally lost my point that i was gonna make now but anyway <laughs> well she's from essex and it's not very it's i i would assume it's like most of these these situation situations is that you have somebody who didn't grow up in in an environment that would that you could see what caused that like if she grew up in that environment like okay i can see where it comes from but it's like okay you're like grew up with the queen like where did this come from and um <laughs> you know but i i know but like the term black fishing i think the term is new but 
this phenomenon is not. And we've seen people over the years who, I, I they, they call it kind of like going to the hood to get credibility. We've seen Miley Cyrus do it. Taylor Swift did it in her Shake It Off video. Um, uh, Tom Hanks' son, he does it all the time. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he does oh. it. So you're, you're having these people who decide to go go and do this and then they can slip back into their everyday lives and i think that's right. the criticism that people have yeah. it's like you you think this is just a character whereas well i mean it's a stereotype of what you think this is and sometimes it doesn't work out very well for you so uh yeah i think i mean we we saw it with um who's the 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 young lady out of australia um uh. and they ran they ran her out of town i mean and she mm -hmm. had like number one songs and everything. Oh, I can't think crazy. of this. Yeah, and she, and they call her. They said that she was had a black scent. Iggy Azalea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. poor yeah. girl, they ran that girl out of this country. Um, and and the and the sad part was it she was around people like the Ti's and all these producers that I I assume encouraged this type of caricature that she created. And as soon as, you know, the crap hit the fan, they all dropped her. And I said, that's that should be a red flag for you, um, mm -hmm. that people are probably using you to make money. But they all dropped her and like kind of left her on her own. And um, yeah, and it's not and it hasn't really worked out very well for her. So no, oh, no. God. Yeah, um, here's here's a question for you then, because actually in a discussion that I had with someone, about this uh, and Jesse Nelson, they brought up Eminem. So, and, and the, the challenge to it was, well, what about Eminem? You know, what was so interesting about Eminem. He doesn't act like anybody else. That's the thing. He, I okay. don't see him acting. He never put on some type of weird accent. Um, now he is from the hood. I will give you that. So That's what I said. He, he is. Said. And once you kind of know when you know where people are from, it makes sense why they're doing it. But uh, he never put on, from what I could tell, he never put on a caricature of anything. He was pretty authentic to himself. He never tried to sound like anybody. He never tried to put in like fake dreadlocks or put in a gold grill or tan himself to death. Mm. Um, I mean, he is dying his beard now which i think he's just old <laughs> uh but no he never did that and he seems to fit ex he seems to be authentic to where he's from and if you ever visit there you would you would understand right now see i'm not like a massive um know-it-all about eminem at all mm -hmm. by the way did you know he's 49 yeah he's old eminem. man yeah right <laughs> so <laughs> Just throwing that in there. Uh, <laughs> that was a question that came up in a pop quiz on a radio station here on Sunday, <laughs> and it's like, yes, yeah, forty-nine. Anyway, um, is that this? This was this is what I was thinking about. I was pretty sure that he was from the hood, and so that seemed to me to be logical. I don't know if he's from the hood. He's probably okay. more from a. He's probably more from a trailer park. Who knows? Well, trailer park. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's no. He is. He is because he 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 references that in his in his music, right? Mm -hmm. So, but like you say, it's about. It's about that authenticity, isn't it? If that's your lived experience, then why would you not sing? Well, I mean, you might not sing, but singing about it makes, or rapping about it makes sense. So the issue with someone like Jesse Nelson is that if she was talking about uh, growing up on a council, what we would call a council estate here, 
or um, some of the the working class um, missed opportunities that mm-hmm. she's been prevented from having because of her class status, then you would kind of see that as being reasonably authentic. But what she's actually doing is talking about boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, well, she's know. trying to fit the pop mold right now. And that's yeah. the thing. It's this extremely airbrush, you know, I call it the Kardashian look. It's kind of a weird alien Kardashian look. Um, I'm hoping yeah. that, you know, in a few years that that look goes away because it's too contoured and too painted. But, but yeah, yeah, but she's I, I think that's the thing. I, and I think I, I can see how a lot of people would say, what about Eminem? But he doesn't he, he I mean, he talks about his life and his life yeah. was kind of not it wasn't easy. He wasn't making anything up, whereas unfortunately with some of the women is some of the stuff is kind of just made up. <laughs> yeah. And I think. Uh, what, what from this conversation what i'm kind of thinking in my mind is that um maybe it's not all her fault really like the the pop world the music industry um the commercialization of it the oh, manufactured yeah. nature of it has has either made her want to do that or has maybe steered her down this route to say hey jesse you want to be a solo artist you know what would be really good it would it would be this you know I mean, we don't we don't know that it's she, she, the thing is she would have to say it's her musical direction because that's what they have to say isn't it to yeah to sound she, like they're real musicians and not just like puppets yeah but actually the reality is that most of them <laughs> just do what they're told from management because they'll say here's the contract here's the here's the track that's been written for you and here's the concept we want Here, for you yeah, over the yeah, next yeah. year so I, I i my assumption is that somebody said this is what we're going to try out and unfortunately, which is a, probably a deeper discussion, I call it, uh, you have the young women now who are trying to shoot their shot. And um, right now in the pop world, it seems in order to shoot your shot, you need to go naked. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and nothing's wrong with that. Like, hey, if you got it, go ahead. But it's, it's you're trying to go so far outlandish that um, you, you kind of peak really quickly. I mean, And I'm seeing yeah. it with a lot of younger artists where you know, either you shoot your shot and, you know, and go outlandish or you, or you, or you need to know how to sing. You know, you need to be an Adele. You need yes. to actually have some credibility and actually know how to sing. Um, and I think, um, and we see it with Nicki Minaj. I mean, I think she has, she has shot her shot and um, she hasn't been back in a while. And, you know, I think when you go that far, it's hard to kind of figure out where to, where to land when now, not saying that as a mom, you can't do all this stuff, but as a mom, as you get older, you know, um, just as a woman, you know, things are, things are very different when you're 25 versus 45. Um, <laughs> when you try to shoot your shot and, um, and we see it with Madonna. She keeps trying and it's like, Oh, sweetie, let's, oh, let's no. you just I've... had hip surgery. Put the clothes on. <laughs> She's is trying. So I was like, you can't, you can't be around here showing your thong with a with a cane. That's like, come on, Madonna. I am so disappointed in Madonna <laughs> because when she was at her peak, right? When she was, re- you know, she was really genuinely edgy, like the sex yeah. book and the the cone uh, bras and things like that. It was, mm-hmm. it was different. It was exciting. It was, like I say, it was, it was, it was edgy. She was being talked about, but I kind of feel. Like she's be- she'd sort of become addicted to it. Uh, when yeah. when she went all a bit, um, when she was uh, had William Orbit as her producer in Ray of Light, 
which is her mm-hmm. album, which is kind of a bit like far out techno ish. I thought that was good. The one after where it was a bit disco-y, brilliant. She should have just left it there. Once she started going down the American life route, like it was over. Now yeah. it's it's yeah. it's too it's too much. She looks like someone's just put sticky tape on her face and pushed it. Like, don't get it. She knows she how to work too... those filters. So I will say that those filters will make you. Oh yeah, look uh, a th- million dollars. <laughs> I saw someone go in. This is Madonna with the filter. This was this is Madonna. This is the real picture, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing is, it's not saying that you can't be sexy and show some skin when you're older. At least I don't think so. But I think is you know, there's a difference of doing it as you're aging versus trying to compete with the 25 year olds. And there is nothing. And I will just say as a woman, you will never that your 45 year old body will never compete with that 25 year old body that you used to have. So it's like, just enjoy what you have and make that work. But and yeah, Yeah. I don't know. It's it's, it's just very interesting watching all these people. But I I will say Jesse Nelson um, is probably I think her career may be done. Well, Unless we'll she knows say. how to sing. I mean, does she know how to sing? I think she's a good singer. She just does too many of those. Ooh. Oh, so she's trying to do old school Britney with whatever they do. Oh, yeah. Just... Yes. Yeah. Not my, it's was... not my thing. Yeah. It didn't work out for her. Oh, well, Jesse. No. Oh, well, Jesse. You know, maybe what she needs is some time, time to think. She needs some support from loved ones. Because I do imagine, I do imagine in all seriousness, this kind of vitriol against this situation mm-hmm. um, could be very traumatic for her and, and oh, do yeah. her some damage. And people need to look out for it because actually, although we might talk about black fishing or whatever, I don't think anyone wants to see somebody really deeply hurt by this. No, I don't think we want to, but it's, it's it. hopefully she learns that she needs to have better people yeah. around her to guide her and kind of think through her decisions on where she wants her career to go a little bit better. Yeah, she should she should think about releasing an album of white English Essex folk songs. <laughs> so exactly what is that? <laughs> I, I I I don't know exactly. I mean maybe some stuff with Morris Men and and maypoles and flowers and and things like that. We can we can work on it. We can work on it with her. Well, as long as she can sing and take out the eh, all that stuff, <laughs> she yeah. has a chance. Well, that's good to do that. <laughs> she has a chance. Come on, Jesse, you can you can do it. Just reinvent yourself. Drop Minaj. She's no good and um, <laughs> no good for you. Obviously, I'm not saying she's no good. Although I don't yeah. know. She, I don't know Minaj. And, and go to level good. one. She needs to go to like level one or two on that tanning. Stay out of like level ten. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and just one application, maybe. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, well, I'm, I'm glad that we've sorted out her musical career, and uh, at the same time, we've learned actually what what black fishing is is about. So, I feel like we've had a mix of education and um, career opportunities. Yes, that's what we do here. <laughs> if any of you need help, be sure to come check us out at Humans Exhaust Me at our Patreon account, and we can fix your career as well. Excellent. Drop us a DM, we'll get in touch, we'll sort it out. We'll have music advice next week. I don't know, we'll find it out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Lovely to talk to you, Felicia. Do take care of the uh, alligators in the waters there, won't you? Okay. Yeah, I'll do that for you. All right. (laughs) See you next time.
Media. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.